doubtless you own at least one of these babies. Little USB power bank, which is kind of like resurrection for a dead mobile phone. Just like Jesus, really. Only 24-7, 365 in the modern world and independently verifiable. So there's that. But perhaps you want more. If so, supersize me, dude. This is the Bluetti AC200P. Bit of a mouthful, I suppose, but you can think of it as the ultimate lithium-ion battery power bank. If you use electricity off the grid, AC or DC, 240 volts, 12 volts, power tools, lighting, TV, computer, refrigeration, this provides all of that. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can click the card that's occasionally up there now, dude. Let us kick off with a fun fact, shall we? You know the Toyota RAV4 hybrid, like not the plug-in hybrid, just the regulation hybrid, the so-called self-charging one that we get here in Australia. Well, this unit has a bigger battery than the RAV4 Hybrid. It's 1.6 kilowatt hours of energy inside the RAV4 Hybrid and 2 kilowatt hours in this baby. Important disclaimer, okay? Bluetti reached out to me just before lockdown in Sydney several months ago. Would I like to review the AC200P? And I go, okay. So they send it out and we go into virtual house arrest. Yes. And I've been playing with it and of course the Ming moles here in the fat cave endlessly for the past several months. And when Osama bin Chicken finally called and said, have some of your minor freedoms back, dude. I go, nah, that's okay, big G. We're all good here. You've got bigger things to worry about in any case. So that's nice. Frankly, I don't know if Blue Eddie wants its big battery back, but no money has changed hands and they are not getting any say in what I say in this review. This review is my honestly held view and it is entirely unencumbered by Blue Eddie. Essentially, this is engineer versus portable power bank. What do I really think? Honest review. And the way I generally approach this, okay, if a company I don't know reaches out for a review, generally... I don't bother because it might not be that interesting. If the product is 100% low-grade Chineseium, I just kind of send it back or I bin it. Who can be bothered reviewing a bad product when the ultimate conclusion is going to be, don't buy it, dude. It's a complete waste of everyone's time, in other words. So the fact that I am bothering with this baby should tell you something about the conclusion up front. If you end up wanting one, there is a link in the description below. It's an Amazon affiliate link, and I will get a small commission that ultimately helps grow the channel if you buy the product using that link. And that is the limit of my financial entanglement 
with this product. In a nutshell, this thing is super versatile when it comes to jamming electrons back in for a recharge. There are five different ways you can do that ultimately, but three of them are gonna be really popular with most owners. Obviously, if you're back home or anywhere else connected to the grid, you just plug it into the mains and recharge. And if you're on the move, there's nothing stopping you using the vehicle's 12 volt supply to recharge the unit as you rock it down the highway. And if you camped up for several days and you've got a bank of solar cells on the roof or fold out, whatever, you can recharge using them as well. You can extract electricity in several different ways too. 12 volts DC plus 220 to 240 volts AC, and it's got an inbuilt pure sine wave AC inverter on board. So that's just like the wall outlet at home, more or less, but capped at 2000 watts maximum output. Plus there's USB-C and USB-A outlets and two wireless inductive charge pads. So you can charge your phone via USB or wirelessly while charging up your laptop and or power tool batteries using the AC while watching TV and running a fridge and maybe even a concrete mixer, who knows, with all the fairy lights on in the middle of the night, yes, Dingo Piss Creek, and pumping out the fat beats with the hot babes from two caravans across which is pretty luxurious in the context of, you know, getting away from it all, except clearly you've brought it all with you. Now, Bluetti's not cheap, all right? It's currently listed at just under $2,900, which is 400 bucks off the recommended retail price. And essentially it's expensive because batteries are intrinsically expensive. And this is clearly not just a battery in a box. There's a lot of electronic architecture in there as well. It's got the inverter, the charger, and thermal management. The bottom line, the AC200P is not a trivial purchase and it may not be the ideal remote power solution for you. So in assessing it and trying to make this review relevant, what I did was I tried to think of a few applications where it does actually hit the sweet spot. There's an obvious off-road adventuring application here where fitting a dual battery setup really might not suit you because there is a lot of stuffing about with fitting one of those systems, mixing and matching the components, etc. You also need to fit a system like that and find hard physical mounting space somewhere in the vehicle, depending on how and why you've got it set up. Now let's say you're planning on selling your 4x4 next year and you finally want to do that big trip before kissing it goodbye. I'd suggest that dumping four grand into a hardwired setup that drives off with the vehicle when you sell it, well that might seem like a poor use of your cash. Or say you're a tradie who goes off-road occasionally, recreationally, but only occasionally, and you don't really need a second battery plus the inverter and the isolator and all that stuff, etc., for work, right? It's in the vehicle when you need it and out when you don't because it's portable, in for camping, out for work kind of thing. And that frees up space, or at least it seems more efficient as applications go. Portability might really matter to you as well. Here's just one example, okay? I can imagine a tradie with a vehicle for work and another vehicle for play slash adventuring. 
If you go the full dual battery inverter, whatever solution, like the hardwired solution in both of those vehicles, that's going to be like an $8,000 investment by the time you get it all done. Whereas you can just pick the Blue Eddy up and move it from vehicle to vehicle as the logistic needs dictate. I just priced up a Red Arc 1500 watt lithium ion battery and inverter bundle. It's $4,190 off the Red Arc website today, and I'm not shit canning them, I'm just pointing this out. I have no doubt that that Red Arc bundle is a quality product. But you do need to install it, plus you need to figure out the charging solution, the isolator, and put fuses in and wire it all up. This doesn't look like any battery I ever saw. Cathode. Anode. Brian Cranston there, hashtag legend, ultimate DIY second battery installation masterclass right there from Breaking Bad, one of the best TV shows ever. Watch it if you have not. As I see it, all right, compared with the Red Arc kit, the Bluetti AC200P gives you 33% more electrical grunt in a box with portability at a price point that is going to be significantly more than 25% lower when you factor in installation and sundry components, etc. In that context, it's a significant saving. A petrol generator is, of course, substantially cheaper and also portable, but you do need to carry petrol, and let's face it, petrol is a safety hazard, potentially, especially in the outback where temperatures can be high and humidity is typically low, and where you could be untold hours from emergency medical support. And just on the logistics front, it's another fuel to carry, like petrol, because the vehicle is probably diesel. Pull this! I am pulling. Just needs to warm up a little. I'd suggest that if this can happen to Heisenberg and Jesse Pinkman out there on location cooking crystal, it can happen to just about anyone. Just saying. What I'm not saying though is that petrol can't be handled safely in the boonies, because clearly it can. I'm saying that it's dead easy to blow yourself up with nothing more than static electricity and petrol while you are out there, especially if the generator happens to run out of fuel and you happen to be six or seven beers into an otherwise pleasant evening of fire gazing. And if it does happen, it's really not that much fun. And of course, a running generator does tend to ruin the acoustic ambience out there when you're trying to uh, negotiate with the likes of Tiffany. And you might be on a really big trip in a party of really big vehicles. The Bogan Iliad. Yes. Real men with really long Easter Island style beards all wearing blue singlets and orange thongs, all with your third or fourth wives in tow, and the kids, again, living the friggin' dream, camped up in the boonies on the tidal confluence of Dingo Piss Creek. Be still, my atrial fibrillation. All you dudes might want to set forth on a Ron Jeremy-esque courgette measuring quest and see if you can't all get 
monumentally bogged well below the high tide mark. I think secretly we all yearn for drama such as that in our lives. The chicks and the sprogs might like to detain themselves sunbathing back at camp on the bank of the golden estuary. We'd hate to have an epidemic of bulimic crocodiles in the bush, wouldn't we? So, if the tools depart in the vehicles, they're going to be depriving the tribe of electricity unless that electricity is portable. So that might be a consideration for you. There's some other left-field applications for the Blue Eddy as well, such as you might need a ton of electrical power in a remote location and you might need it to be really quiet. So no generator, okay? Perhaps you're shooting a documentary. The Secret Life of Dingo Piss Creek with David Attenborough. Bogan Mecca, The Untold Story. Or something, you know, equally compelling. The AC200P is going to be perfect for that. You can run an Aperture 300D or even a Forza 500 and turn night into day for several hours in comparative silence. And you can keep all the phones and the V-mount batteries charged right up especially if you set up some solar panels to deposit electrons back into the unit at the same time as your equipment is withdrawing them. The maximum solar input is 700 watts on this thing, so hypothetically you could pump in 700 watts while extracting 500 for the big Forza and 500 watts for sundry other charging duties and ultimately you'd run the unit for six hours or something like continuously before the battery taps out. Or frankly a lot longer if you power the light down in between takes. You can extract power from this thing via a total of 13 different outlets simultaneously. And of course, it could come in pretty handy if there's a blackout back on the home front. The grid goes down, I don't know, there's a big bushfire or something, summer in Schittsville, <laughs> too much fun, am I right? You might want to keep the phones on for updates in that situation and also turn some lights on and maybe even the TV because... Going back to that caveman lifestyle once the sun goes on the other side is somewhat unpalatable, especially if you're a contemporary human being, being and being, <laughs> even living here in the cultural void of Schittsville. So I've been using the Blue Eddy here for general duties in the Fat Cave for several months now, just having a play with it just for kicks. And frankly, it's dead simple to operate. It's got a touch screen. You charge it up by plugging it in. It works when you turn it on every time, at least it has for me. Frankly, if you can operate a smartphone, you can certainly drive this. And let's face it, ScoMo. He can operate a smartphone, so not all that much intelligence is needed. <sighs> not so sure about Betrutius Maximus, as he would have been known to Caligula in a different time. Could be line ball there. Um, meanwhile, back on Earth. It's pretty compact, this Blue Eddy AC200P. It'll fit in a box 450 by 400 by 300 internal dimensions. Frankly, however, you will not be running all that far uphill carrying an AC200P. It's pretty hefty at 27.5 kilos, so that's a bit of a workout. Not nearly as hefty as the same grunt in lead-acid batteries, but it's hardly butterflies. I just want to be really clear about the limits of alternating current load with this unit. 
It's rated to 2000 watts, but it's going to protect itself by tripping out immediately if you attempt to extract 2500. You can exceed 2000 watts briefly. If the power draw at some particular moment is above 2000 watts but below 2500, you get two minutes of grace before the overload protection kicks in. You're going to have to be a bit conservative when it comes to 240 volt electricity, okay? In particular, any machines that really surge on startup. You know the kinds of machines where when you run them at home, when they just kick in initially, the lights go dim very briefly. Well, I'd be careful about that. So essentially, welders and compressors and things of that nature are going to be fraught when it comes to a pack such as this. And let's be realistic, anything that comes out of the box with a 15 amp plug, well, that's going to be David versus Goliath, right? Only in this case, David's not gonna win. But let's say, hypothetically, you've got a bunch of concrete to mix for a few fence posts or some concrete footings up in Yo Cabin in the Woods, as they say in America. Somewhere well outside the range of the nearest extension lead, okay? Using this unit to run a cheapy half horsepower electric concrete mixer, that's 375 watts more or less, that sounds a lot better to me than mixing it all by hand, which sounds tantamount to backbreaking. Pro tip on this, okay? A petrol concrete mixer is nearly as expensive as one of these Bluetti power packs. They're like nearly two grand more than the electric equivalent. A larger 240 volt AC machine, well, that's typically gonna be powered by a capacitor start motor. So there is a quick power surge on startup. And if you see a bulge on the side of the motor housing, that's the capacitor essentially, and that's one of those motors. But even if the power factor, like the surge load on your half horse concrete mixer or something is four to one, you will remain in the green zone as far as this unit is concerned with a 25% safety margin. And the mixer should run for about five hours before the battery has some sort of Winchester moment. And that's if it's drawing the full 375 watts, like the full half horsepower load the whole time, which frankly, it will not be. Five hours of mixing is probably more concrete than your fine ute can carry to the job site in any case. And sing out in the comments if you want me to endurance test the Blue Eddy. I'll run the mixer for a few hours. There's actually a neat fabrication hack I can show you if you've got a concrete mixer and a little bit of spare time. This will help turn you into some sort of madman of metal manufacturing mayhem like a fabrication Jedi. And I think deep down, we all want that. We'll also run the timer and see what happens. That could be interesting. Let me know in the comments. Incidentally, the power brick that comes with this unit for recharging via the mains is a serious wedge of hardware. There's a lot of electricity coming out of this. On the output side, it's 58.8 volts at eight amps, which in automotive terms, in terms of electrical power, would be the same as 12 volts at about 40 amps. So that's a lot of electrical grunt. And it's about 500 watts output when you think about it like that. And this is a two kilowatt hour battery pack. So 
four hours at 500 watts equals two kilowatt hours, meaning you will go from dead empty in this pack to full and ready to rip again in about half the amount of time that you would typically spend asleep. The one thing I really wish the Blue Eddy had, which it seemingly does not, is an inbuilt jump starter for the vehicle if you get a flat battery because it certainly packs enough power, like enough punch to get that particular job done. But you can obviously recharge a flat cranking battery using the 240 volt out and a conventional battery charger. However, that's gonna take some time. Trying to trickle charge the battery. Theoretically, it should work. But probably not quite that long. Brian Cranston, so awesome. I've been praying a lot to Brian Cranston lately, and he replies, seemingly. So that's a bit different. Anyway, alternatively, you can charge a jumpstart pack using the Bluetti, but battery charger, jumpstart pack, they're just another couple of things to carry, right? And you're probably already carrying enough stuff. And the list of stuff that you need to carry on these Blue Singlet Odysseys is, let's face it, pretty endless if you allow it to get, you know, Chernobyl. The conclusion here is obviously the Bluetti AC200P is a compact turnkey solution for anyone needing quite a lot of varied electrical grunt out there on location. It's versatile and simple and that's important, but there are negatives and they are, it's not especially cheap, however, to be fair, it is a high quality, good value remote power solution, albeit at a substantially significant sort of price point. The second negative is, as I just mentioned, the lack of a jump start functionality built in. That would have been easy to include too, like one more output and a plug-in jump start cable, job done, perhaps in a future upgrade. This unit is clearly not for everyone. But if it does solve your many and varied remote electrical power requirements, frankly, it's a pretty sweet fit. 